And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, your car insiders. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Welcome to your car insider on 960 The Patriot on a sunny Saturday morning in Phoenix, Arizona. My name is Gary Green. I'm the host of the show, and you can always, easiest way to reach me. It's area code 602-525-1370. I want to send out a very special thanks to David Garcia and Alex Medina at Rodeo Ford in Goodyear, Arizona. They've been great at helping my clients order vehicles. Uh, get the cars, you know, delivered in a timely fashion. Uh, you know, some of the cars that were ordered took a little bit longer. Uh, some of the cars that were ordered got here a little bit quicker. But just want to thank them for their support of the show. Once again, Alex Medina and David Garcia at Rodeo Ford. You know, I want people to understand how certain things work. And, you know, there's that commercial that is on... TV, obviously, and it's the Capital One Auto Navigator. Now, I have nothing against Capital One. They lent me money to buy my car. I have credit cards with Capital One. But I want people to understand something. I'm on their page right now. So I just Googled Capital One Auto Navigator. And it says, finance your next car, pre-qualify online. No impact to your credit score. So it says, let's start with the basics. So I'm going to click on individual, and I'm going to click the next, and then I'm going to type my name in, and I'm going to put my email address in there, and I'm going to put a phone number in there. And the reason I'm doing this is I want people to understand how this works. So now I'm to the phone number part. And it says, in order to see if you pre-qualify, we need the following information. There is no impact to your credit score, and your information is safe and secure with us. They want my social security number. So, and then they want my date of birth. Then they want my residence. And I'm doing this for a reason. I'm sorry it's taken so long. So now we go into the residence Don't worry, there's no impact on your credit score. Information is safe and secure. Then it asks, tell me where I live. And then it asks for employment. I'm not going to bore you with going through all this, but I'm pretty sure what happens when you get to a certain point, they're going to send your information to a car dealership. And you're going to get, it becomes what they call an internet lead. 99% sure. Now, I'm not giving them my social. I'm not giving them my phone number. I'm not giving them my email address. I just want people to understand the word pre-qualified. It does not mean you're qualified for anything. Okay, I do not know anybody that has bought a car, financed it through a dealership, without somebody pulling their credit. Now, I've helped people buy cars where we have filled out credit apps. I know their credit score is great. I know what bank the loan's going to. I will tell the sales manager or the finance guy, we're not pulling their credit. 
I just want you to submit all the info to the bank and get them approved. Now, that works for me because of the relationships that I have with car dealers. A lot of deals, some dealers won't do it for me. Some of them will. Uh, There is no different impact whether you're buying a car and your credit gets pulled in the dealership, it gets pulled by the bank the same day, does not impact your score twice. Uh, But you can't walk in and say, I'm pre-approved from Capital One, you can't pull my credit. I have a gentleman that was approved through Bank One, I'm sorry, through Bank of America, and it was a rate that the dealership couldn't touch. And the funny thing was, was right in the paperwork, it said, please understand that when you take this letter to the dealership, the dealership is required to pull your credit. So you don't make up the rules. You end up uh, you end up following the rules and you try to get things handled in a way that you want them handled. And that's one of the things that well works real well for me with my relationships with people at car dealerships. Okay. I try to deal with people that I have relationship with. It doesn't mean that I won't go someplace where the car is based on the fact that I don't know anybody there. My goal is to help you get the best deal possible on the car that you want to buy, not the car that they want to sell you. It really, really is important that you know the differences in the cars that you're looking at. You know, I had somebody that, you know, they wanted to buy a certain car and they wanted a V6. Well, you're buying a used one then because the new technology, it's now either a four-cylinder or a four-cylinder turbo. And he went from wanting the V6 and he ended up was fine with the four-cylinder that was the non-turbo. But it's technology is drastically changing. You know, one of the things that I always tell people is... If your car says premium fuel recommended, that doesn't mean you have to use premium fuel. It means you're going to get the best results from your car with the best power delivered by using the premium fuel. Another thing that's important is if you're somebody that's buying a car, And you want to keep this car for 100,000 miles. And it says premium fuel recommended. Use premium fuel. Now, I learned something probably six months ago that I wasn't even aware of. And I'm a car guy. So I was talking to somebody and it was actually a Cadillac that said premium fuel required but not necessary is the way the salesperson explained it. So when I mentioned something, the kid said, you know, the salesman said, you know, don't do that. He said, you make a decision from the time you buy the car that you either are going to use premium fuel, the mid-range, or just regular unleaded. And he explained to me that the car can adapt to the different octanes in the vehicle. 
And I did not realize that. So he said what happens when you change the different fuels, the car now has to readjust to the different fuel. He didn't know how many miles that took to readjust, how long it took to readjust, but it made a lot of sense when he said it. You know, one of the things that I do is I will buy and put it in my car, Chevron Tecron, because there isn't a Chevron gas station near my house, and I like that fuel. I like Chevron's fuel. I like Shell's fuel. But I will buy that additive and add it to my car. I'll follow the instructions on the bottle. I believe it says you put it in when the car's empty and you fill the car up not to put more than this many gallons, and it works. And the way that I found out about it was years ago I had a BMW that was a certified car with prepaid maintenance, and I had a fuel injector issue. And it turned out it was one of the things that BMW did not cover on the maintenance or the warranty due to the fact that there was a misrepresentation by gas stations as to what the octane level actually was in the vehicle. So when I went in to have the car looked at, I was good friends with my uh, finance, with my service advisor. And he and I started to have a conversation and the thing that we talked about was, hey, Gary, I can't cover this. So what I want you to do is when you leave today, drive over and buy a bottle of Chevron Tecron. I'm like, really? He said, yep. He said, put it in and drive it through the tank of gas. And when you're done, do it again if the car doesn't feel great. And when I say the car didn't feel great, it had just a little bit of a vibration in the car and it actually worked and I still do that to this day you know and it's funny Jeremy's gonna crack up about this so the other day I'm out in the car and I had to drive all the way out to Chandler so I'm coming back on the I-10 and I hear a funny noise in my car And I get on the 101, and the funny noise is still there. I get on the I-17, and the noise is still there. I get to the red light at Happy Valley and I-17 to make a left turn to head west. The noise is gone. I had shut the radio off. I had shut the air conditioning off. I thought it was a speaker. I thought it was an air conditioning vent. Uh, It obviously didn't make the noise when I revved the engine at the red light. So I made the left turn, and... There's the noise again. I drive a little bit west on Happy Valley Road. I get to 39th Avenue in Happy Valley. I have to run into the bank. I run into the bank, and I'm going to drive over to the Dodge dealership because I don't like the way this noise sounds. Now, here's the punchline. I walk out of the car. I'm sorry, out of the bank, and I'm walking to the car and sticking out between the rocker panel and the car underneath is a branch somehow a stick got lodged in my car so as i was driving the car was making this ticking sound it was the branch on the car so and noises in a car no turning up the radio 
doesn't make the noise go away. My name's Gary Green. I'm the host of the show nine, uh, on 960 The Patriot on Saturday mornings from 6 to 7. And the easiest way to reach me, 602-525-1370. The most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award. The award recognizes the dealership teams who demonstrate superior achievement and customer satisfaction, new car unit sales value, and business management. Earnhardt Honda is proud to have received this prestigious award many times, and they want to show you why they're the top-selling Honda dealer in the Central and West Phoenix Valley regions. Earnhardt Honda's mission is to provide their customers with world-class service in every phase of the sales and service experience. 100% customer satisfaction is General Manager Joey Staples' goal. The staff at Earnhardt Honda participate in continuous training programs to improve industry and product knowledge and new ways to continue to provide top-notch customer service. Joey realizes that customers have a choice, and when customers like you choose Earnhardt Honda, you have put your implicit trust in them. Joey appreciates and is honored to have your trust. You can reach him at his desk by calling 623-463-4308 or visit him at Earnhardt Honda, located in Avondale or online at EarnhardtHonda.com. Bonta Vista Cleaners has the latest state-of-the-art equipment and uses only the best cleaning supplies available. Family-owned and operated since 2001. They offer fast, same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry-cleaned items and next-day service on all other items. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So stop by any of our three locations, 210 North 59th Avenue, Suite 111 in Glendale, or 8345 West Thunderbird, Suite 104 in Peoria, or 777 East Thunderbird Road, number 105 in Mo- Valley. Welcome back to Your Car Insider on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm the host of the show. And remember, I want to send out a very special thanks. Joey Staples at Earnhardt Honda. Uh, wonderful relationship. Joey completely understands what it is that I'm trying to do to help clients get new vehicles. You know, one of the things I mentioned earlier, uh, might have been even last week, but average new vehicle transaction prices top $41,000. A new record. This was from 8-6-2021 on Roadshow. New cars aren't cheap. After a, after a home, vehicles are typically the second priciest thing people purchase in their lives. And for myriad reasons, they're not getting any more affordable. And they didn't... They, I think it should have said myriad of reasons. Released last week, a study, a joint study from J.D. Power and LMC Automotive indicates the average new vehicle transaction in the U.S. last month topped $41,000, the highest this figure has ever been. For reference, this eye-watering number is about 17% higher than it was this time last year. Reduced inventory is a driving factor for this price increase. Thanks to manufacturing issues, a chip shortage, and other problems, automakers are building fewer vehicles. Consequently, dealership lots are bare. This product dearth has drastically reduced average manufacturer incentives, helping drive new vehicle prices up. According to J.D. Power and LMC Automotive, the average incentive last month was at around $2,065. That's a decrease, a decrease, not from 2170, but a decrease of 2170 compared to July 2020. Yes, I read it correctly. It dropped by 2170. 
Naturally higher prices cost drivers more, but they're great for dealerships and automakers alike. Okay, the only thing that helps a dealership really with the higher pricing due to the fact that there's no incentives is they could be making more money on the financing because now you're financing more money. It's the manufacturers that give the incentives to the dealers. According to this report, the total retailer profit per unit is set to hit an all-time high of 42.60, which is an increase of 22.30 compared to the same time last year. This is almost the first time this is also the first time it's eclipsed the $4,000 mark. Strong sales are expected to increase retailer profits to 5.1 billion, the highest of all time. A figure that's up 216% compared to July of 2019. When I speak to some of these general managers that I deal with, and it's, it's not just one or two stores, they're selling less cars, making more money. There was an article that I talked about where 40% of the population was okay with paying 20% over MSRP on a new vehicle. The thing you need to be concerned with, folks, is if if this goes back to any f- sense of normalcy and you finance 20% over MSRP, you're not going to be getting rid of your car anytime soon. Moving through August, these trends are expected to continue. Inventory is projected to remain tight and higher prices will keep some motorists out of the market. Of course, more affluent drivers that are willing to fork over heaps of extra cash for a new vehicle will be paying more for the ride. This is naturally not good news for consumers. However, it's great for car dealerships and automakers who are expected to rake in profits. Of course, it's not just new cars that cost more. Used car pricing has gone through the proverbial roof. Drivers paid about 17 more, 17% more for a secondhand car truck in July of 2021 than they did in the same month in 2020. On the flip side, trade-in prices are more favorable, having increased by around 80% to $7,501. Once again, this article was on Roadshow, average new vehicle transaction price tops 41000 a new record. When I mentioned about being able to trade my car in, my car's value is probably at least 30% more than it was this time last year. Okay, I could remember looking at trading my car and where the value was around $28,000. It's now over $38,000. But what am I going to buy? So you have to weigh everything. If you're getting all the money for your trade and you're paying a little bit extra for the car that you're buying, so what? But if they're stealing your trade and you're paying way too much for the car, there is something you need to really consider. Should I be doing this? You know, I had a friend of mine reach out to me the other day, and it was for a friend of his. Now, my friend's in the motorcycle industry, and I've helped his wife buy a car. It was for a friend of his, and he sent me an addendum from a dealership, and it's not a dealership that I deal with. There was $5,000 in dealer ads, window tint, alarms, paint protectant, interior protectant, Clear bra, door edge guards, nitrogen in the tire, you name it, it was on the addendum. And then it said market 
pricing adjustment. You heard me say the dealer ads were of over 5,000. The dealer, the market adjustment was $9,999. The vehicle had an MSRP of $51,000 and the addendum price was close to 66 grand. I hope people are not doing this to themselves. Uh, it's not, and if I went with the person and that was the case and they said they wanted the car, I would leave. I wouldn't take someone's $400 helping them do that. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you have to be responsible to yourself. And there are people that at the end of the day, they don't care because they are dealing with certain things. They're making more money than they've made before due to certain things that are going on in their businesses. And they're okay with getting the new car. They're okay with keeping their wife happy. They're okay with buying what they want. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. Have I helped a couple of people pay MSRP or above? Yes. But the one thing I will tell you, the last person that I helped, he thought it was a steal that it was only two grand over MSRP because when he went to go buy the car on himself at a different dealership, it was more than 10 grand over MSRP. I had lunch with somebody that I don't do business with him. He's a friend of mine, and we were talking about things, and he basically said, Gary, the way it is right now, if I'm not making 10, 15 grand on a truck, I'm not selling it. And I'm like, hey, if that works for you, great. I'm just not going, I just don't do business there. I'll have lunch with them. I'll have a beer with them. It's not a place I do business. My name's Gary Green. I'm the host of the show. You can reach me at 602-525-1370. I know I keep saying this is going to get worse before it gets better. I'm ready for it to start getting better, and I'm going to be the first one to let you know that it's getting better. When you pull up at a car dealership and the new car inventory where they normally keep it is either empty or filled with used cars, please understand there's no new car sitting in the back of the dealership waiting to be pulled up. Inventory is a real, real issue. Monta Vista Cleaners has the latest state-of-the-art equipment and uses only the best cleaning supplies available. Family-owned and operated since 2001. They offer fast, same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry-cleaned items and next-day service on all other items. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So stop by any of our three locations, 210 North 59th Avenue, Suite 111 in Glendale, or 8345 West Thunderbird, Suite 104 in Peoria, or 777 East Thunderbird Road, number 105 in Moon Valley. Welcome back to your car insider on 960 The Patriot. I want to send out a very special thanks to Adam Breen at Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale. Adam's been a good friend and a great supporter of your car insiders for a really long time. Uh, it's a pleasure to do business with them. It's a very transparent transaction. It's simple. It's quick. It's easy. It's painless. Uh, he actually absolutely is the Novocaine to the car business. Uh, during the break, Jeremy asked me a really good question. And one of the questions he asked was, 
what are my thoughts on leasing right now? And I actually had a conversation with somebody this week about it, and it was somebody whose office I was sitting in happened to be a general manager of the dealership. And I told him, I said, you know, I'm not necessarily really a big fan of leasing right now with certain manufacturers. And the reason is for that is what I've talked about last week or the week before about how they're changing what you can do with your leased vehicle at the end of the term. What they've done, if you have certain manufacturer vehicles, you can only return the car or trade it in to that manufacturer. I don't like that. I've never seen it before. I'm not a fan of it. I've had nobody calling, screaming, and yelling at me that they did this to them. Uh, it's there. There are ways to skin that cat. Hate to use that verbiage, but you know, right now, what they're trying to do, the manufacturers, is to help their dealers get cars, not the likes of Carvana, CarMax, Vroom. All of these companies that buy cars at the auction or buy cars from individuals. You know, I help somebody buy a car and their lease buyout through the manufacturer was almost $5,000 less than what the lease buyout would have been if they would have traded their car in at the other dealership. I was able to figure out a way to trade that car in, however, use the lower payoff. Uh, I look out for your interest every step of the way. One thing I will tell you, and somebody brought it up to me the other day, they used the term and she was absolutely correct. It doesn't seem like many of the manufacturers have lease programs right now. Well, as I mentioned earlier, how the incentives are down, so are the lease programs. And a big thing that's changed drastically in these 36-month leases is you're seeing more and more residuals closer to the 50% than you are to that 60%. Uh, you're seeing cars that have $1,500 incentives, and three years ago they had $4,500 incentives. So now you take the $3,000 difference in the incentives, the 10% difference in a 40% MSRP, which is another $4,000, you add that seven grand up, and that's going to drastically affect what your lease payment is. Now, I have taken quite a few people out of leases that they currently have, put them in brand new cars for the same payment, a little bit higher, and in certain instances, even a little bit less. Now, there's a radio show listener that I've helped a million times, and I, I'm not mad at him. I just felt bad because I warned him. I warned him, and he's probably listening, so I need to make sure he knows I'm not mad at him. But I warned him what he was going to do. He needed to be proactive. If you have a lease and you have 90 days left and you're not sure what you're going to do, start looking now. He waited till about two weeks, three weeks before his lease was over, and there were no cars. You know, but he said there's 40 of them online. 
Yeah, there's 40 of them and 38 of them are in transit. Now, he's going to get a car. He had to go back in. He did. He followed everything I told him. He listens to what I tell him. He's a great guy. I've helped his family. And I said, you know, between myself and the gentleman at the dealership, we suggested go ahead and extend your lease for 30 days. But one thing that they warned him that he told me was when he talked to the lender about extending the lease, they explained to him, you do realize you're going to be out of warranty. And that is one of the beautiful things about leasing a car for 36 months, 36,000 miles. There isn't a car that the warranty doesn't cover you. You know, once again, my name's Gary Green. I'm the host of the show. You can reach me at 602-525-1370. I want to thank Jeremy for that question. It was a great, great question. I want to send out a very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located at 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, it's a pleasure to deal with Rich. It's a pleasure to deal with, you know, Troy. It's my understanding that, you know, Mr. Lundy, Dennis, is a great, great guy, and I believe he's, you know, Heading off into the pasture, he's going to enjoy some retirement. Troy's a wonderful gentleman that's going to take the reins from him. Once again, easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. Welcome to Rodeo Ford, located in Goodyear, Arizona at 13680 West Test Drive. Rodeo Ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area. From the moment you walk in their showroom, you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none. They strive to make your experience with Rodeo Ford a good one for the life of your vehicle. Whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Ford, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to Your Car Insider on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm the host of the show, and you can reach me. Easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. want to send a very, very special thanks out to Ross Miller and his team at Volvo Cars and Gilbert. Uh, Ross was v- wonderful to deal with. He actually absolutely was so persistent. Uh, he's one of the few guys that I know that's doing this longer than I've been doing it. And it took him two weeks. He never gave up. And he was able to get my client the only car that he could find and the only color she would take in the country. Okay, And he showed me the locate. It showed where the car was. And the funny thing about it was the car started life in Glendale, Arizona, went to California, and came back to Gilbert to be leased to my client. Uh, you know, and... You know, one of the things, and she understood, she was one of the people that was involved with the, the lease end issue of the payoff to one manufacturer versus the other manufacturer. But once again, very special thanks to Russ Miller and his team at Gilbert, Volvo Cars at Gilbert. They also own the Audi store next door. They have a Porsche dealership and the Subaru Superstore all in Gilbert right across the street from each other. You know, one of the things that I was really excited about was I'm, I'm not a truck person. So if you've been listening to the show for years, you know that. And I am really, really impressed with the new Jeep JL. I thought it was an unbelievable, unbelievable upgrade over a JK. 
uh, better ride, better electronics, better components. And then at the end of the day, they came out with this Gladiator. And I even like the Gladiator a little bit better because of the 30, 33-inch longer wheelbase. It's actually even a better ride. But one of the things that I was a little disappointed in, and not that it's terrible, but if I wanted a Ford Escape, I would probably buy a Bronco Sport. If I wanted a Jeep, I would buy a Jeep. But now if I wanted a Jeep, and I don't know how long it would take you to get one, I've had the opportunity to see some of these new full-size Broncos. And it's a great, great vehicle. And when I was talking to somebody at the dealership, the guy said, well, you know, I can't believe it's $60,000. Well, go down to the Jeep dealership and look at a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon and I looked at one the other day that I thought was super, super cool because it had three numbers on the hood, 392. So it has the 6.4 liter Hemi in the car in a Jeep, but it's got a $76,000 MSRP for this Rubicon. But one of the things that I don't think people from Jeeps are going to jump ship to the Broncos unless you've had a Jeep and you've hated it. Uh, They're extremely, extremely, extremely loyal buyers. But I really was. I was really, really pleasantly surprised uh, when I saw the Bronco, not the Sport, but I, I don't bash the Sport because I think it's a great option to be away from if you didn't want the Ford Escape. So this is another article from The Drive, and it was a couple of days ago, and the Jeep boss explains why the Bronco isn't killing the Wrangler anytime soon. Jim Morrison, not the musician, but the Canadian-born Jeep boss, is an enthusiastic evangelist for the brand. He eats, sleeps, and breathes Jeeps, and he knows the community probably better than anybody on the planet. He's also realistic about the market, and he's keeping his eye on the competition, notably the buzzy Ford Bronco. Not the Sport, but the Bronco. I drove with Morrison at the Jeep at the Jeep Grand Cherokee L launch and caught up with him at the Chicago Auto Show. I try to stump him just for fun, but it's a challenge, so I threw this one out there. If I were to say Jim Morrison isn't worried about his competition, would that be accurate? He said no. And this article was written by Kristen Shaw. I'm always worried about competition, and I'm telling you, I don't care who you are. You better keep your eyes on what the competition's doing. I wake up worried about competition. I think we'll continue to make Jeeps better because of the competition. I think the overall segment of off-roaders will continue to grow. In fact, Jeeps are selling like mad. In April, the brand reported that Wranglers posted the best ever first quarter retail sales, following the best ever fourth quarter sales in 2020. The new hybrid 4XE, and I don't know anything about that technology, is sold out. And even the monster Wrangler 392 with the 6.4 liter V8 is finding a niche audience for those who like their sport utility with a side of Hemi engine. Now, I remember years ago, there was a company called, uh, I want to say it was AEV, something experimental vehicles and they did a lot of these conversions for bill luke and they were taking wranglers and putting these motors in the car 
Uh, however, this vehicle is built by Jeep versus by a upfitter. While the Bronco is generating a lot of hype and deliveries are finally pushing out, the delays have benefited Jeep overall, and Jeep is on track to meet the growing demand for electrification with plans to roll out hybrid versions of every product in their lineup. Electrification is a big opportunity for Jeep, said Global CEO Christian Muner during a media backgrounder. It's an opportunity to make our products even more capable. The biggest factor for Jeep sales, especially the 80-year-old Wrangler, is the pull of the community. If you've ever driven one, other Jeepers will give you the two-finger Jeep salute, a welcoming gesture of solidarity. Morrison says the customization factor can't be understated, and neither can the voice of the Jeep community when it comes to accessories and accommodations. The new Sunrider flip-back top is a result of customer feedback, and so is the Wrangler 392, the extreme recon package and the third row Jeep Grand Cherokee L. In terms of other Jeep products, some journalists have complained that the miles per gallon rating of the upcoming Grand Wagoneer. So I asked Morrison if he thinks the Grand Wagoneer's buyers will care. I don't think they do, and he agreed. I think the range is me of... I think the range is even more important for the Grand Wagoneer at 500 miles or so, he says. When I asked him if the report of the Hellcat death are extremely exaggerated, he flashed a Cheshire cat smile and told me I can't answer that. I'll ask him again the next time I see him and try to stump him again. There have been talks. I've seen articles where they're talking about going away from these monster V8, 700 and 700 horsepower, 840 horsepower demons. Uh, I don't know what the horsepower rating is in the 392 Wrangler. I know that the new TRX Ram 1500 is a I, I think it's 700 or maybe 702 horsepower. But, you know, I don't know how fast I would go. You know, I know somebody that has one of these and uh, he he knows how fast it can go and he knows how high it'll go when he hits something, you know, to take the car off the ground. When I say hit something, uh, uh, a mountain, you know, or a mound to take the car airborne. You know, I really, really think that that TRX is a sick truck. And when... I explain to people is it says starting from 70,000, go to the website and try to build one. Yes, you can find them in the low 70,000 mile range, $70,000 range. You can also build them out to $90,000. I kind of got a chuckle out of an article the other day that was talking about car dealerships and transportation fees, you know, destination charges. The dealer doesn't charge the destination the manufacturer charges the destination. And I'm sure it's a giant profit for the manufacturer, but who knows how much it is. I don't know how much it costs to load up a train and take a train from where the cars are built to El Mirage. I don't know that. I don't know what they charge to what it costs to put a car on a tractor trailer once it's at the rail yard. Uh, but that is not a dealership charge. Window tint, door edge guards, paint protectant, aftermarket alarms, those are things that are on the addendum. The MSRP includes the destination charge. However, there are many, 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 many dealerships that when they advertise a car, they write in the small print, 
MSRP does not include destination. There are cars that the destination, I've seen $1,700. So sometimes you'll see a car advertised at one dealership for this price, the exact same car different at a different dealership. One advertises with the destination included. One advertises it without the destination included. You know, you're paying the destination. You know, there is no such thing, as I jokingly say, there is no such thing as a free lunch. You know, one of the things that I always talk about is if you're planning on buying a used car, you really, and I'm talking not something five, six, seven years old, but you want to buy something that's, you know, a year old, two years old, three years old, okay? You always have to compare what you can buy that car for brand new. And this was an article that I found on Drive. It's the last article to the day for today. I hope I'm not boring you to death with the articles, but it's kind of hard to have a conversation by yourself. So these are cars that cost more used than new. As the global semiconductor shortage continues to restrict new car supplies, buyers keep getting funneled into the used market. Hiking pre-owned car prices way up. Even high mileage cars are going for way more coin than they ever did before. I talked about that last week that 100,000 mile cars are 30% more than they were this time last year. Naturally, the costs of lightly used vehicles are so high right now that a large handful of highly sought-after models were actually sold for more money used than they did new last month. I can sell my Challenger for more than I paid for it in 2018. Based on data for four, from 470,000 for sale listings in June, I see cars compared prices between used cars from 2019 and the 2020 model against new car for the model years 20 and 21. The firm found that the average price gulf between a new car and its lightly used counterpart was just 3.1% compared to 10.8% back in November 2021. Now, I have a little problem with that because... I believe it meant to say November 2020. So the article is written with November 21. Some models even showed up negative, meaning used ones were more expensive than new examples. Why spend more money on a used car rather than a new one? You might ask, because new ones just aren't readily available and people aren't willing to wait. Used car prices have risen overall and prices have dramatically increased for certain in-demand models that may be harder to find on new car lots, said IC Cars executive analyst Carl Brower. Dealers may think used car buyers are willing to pay more for the instant gratification of a lightly used vehicle they can drive right off a lot rather than waiting for a new one. We should point out that IC Car's definition of a lightly used car is a used vehicle that is from the model year 20 to 20, 19, 2019 to 2020 with a mileage within 20% of 13,476 miles, which is the average miles draft traveled in the U.S., as for specific models, statistically, currently more expensive used than new, the hotly demanded, highly, hotly demanded Kia Telluride tops the list, commanding the biggest used premium in terms of both proportion and outright dollars. Used examples went for an average of $47,730, while new ones traded hands for 41166 a difference of about eight point. 
8.1%. The Kia Telluride has been a red-hot seller since it came out in 2019. Dealers have been charging over MSRP because it's in such high demand. The price hikes have trickled down to the used car market when used Tellurides are not abundant and buyers may be willing to overpay for a used version while that is likely to be the only one available. Uh, Toyota RAV4, GMC Sierra 1500, Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon, the Toyota RAV4 Hybrid. Uh, the only car that breaks into the top 10 was the Dodge Challenger, which is the car that I currently own and I'm not getting rid of. My name's Gary Green. I'm the host of the show, Your Car Insider, on 960 The Patriot. You can catch me at 6 a.m. on 960. You can find me at yourcarinsiders.com. You can catch all the podcasts. Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show and have a wonderful week and stay safe. Oh, yeah.